Welcome to The Healthy Beast. Today's guest is Alfie Davis, up and coming star of Bellator MMA, cage fighter, head kicker extraordinaire, and more importantly, my first repeat podcast guest. Great to talk to him again. Hope you enjoy listening. Alfie Davis. Alfie Davis, welcome back. First repeat podcast guest. Oh, thank you. you. Oh, yeah, nice. the first one I've had back on because you were on just before Christmas. Yeah. Fighting career onward and upwards. Third Bellator fight coming up. Yeah. So when is it this Saturday or next Saturday? Next Saturday it is. Yeah, 22nd. So you're going to like nine, ten days out? 12 days out. 12 days <laughs> out. Exactly, yeah. And so what does that mean in terms of your eating and your training? Do you? Yeah, so the diet's pretty tough at the minute so this this like work week I call it is uh, very low calories I'll have a little bit of carbs in the morning and then it'll be like uh, chicken salad and then in the evening an omelette and with some fruit in between so that's tough until this Thursday when it becomes a week out from my weigh-in and then that's when it becomes particularly hard well actually the eating is not so bad because the caloric intake is not super low it's just I manipulate my um, I manipulate the the food that I'm having so I'll go like zero carb um, I'll go on a low fiber diet and I'll be doing a process called water loading what is a particular pain in the bum because I'm oh, constantly weighing yeah oh that's why I say came in here that's why I have to, con- yeah. to go to the yeah well, I haven't started water loading yet although my water intake like throughout camp is normally high just because it keeps me hydrated um, but I, also I'm not on although I'm having carbs I haven't got a lot of carbs in me at the minute just because I'm on the low calories and you're having so, to train less now or? yeah well I the in, the volume of training goes down but the intensity is up for this last week so we periodized that the last week is um, intense but it's, it's shorter so it sort of it will replicate a fight as such um, and it's like so like my coach will speak about like a, a running track you'll start at like 800 meters or 1200 meters go to 800 go to 400 then 200 and then 100 100 meter sprint is um like the last sort of um, week what you're doing because that it's like igniting the engine we call it we have a metaphor of like a igniting the engine. so it's yeah. getting you fired yeah, yeah, up fired up and like having a you know like a racing car driver will do a lap before they go so it's that sort of um, thing just before the fight the week out so you doing like fighting training now is it more like kind of no yeah fighting training yeah it's everything sports specific now um i might do a little bit of um, cardiovascular on a machine but everything is uh, specific to a fight so we'll, we'll be doing fitness stuff um but based on like MMA drills so like it might be takedowns fast takedowns it might be um, hitting pads fast and hard um, and then the te- the tactical stuff goes up so we did a lot of tactics the last week is speaking about tactics for the fight uh, drilling certain certain things that might happen in the fight and yeah just making sure that it's fast and um, nothing slow and laboured um, and then yeah so so this getting fired up thing do you ever have trouble getting fired? Because you seem, you don't seem like a fighter in that you're kind of, in, I, as in people's idea of a fighter, they're like you're a really nice guy. Yeah. Do you, finding that extra gear when you have to actually force yourself to, um, be able to t- hurt someone? Maybe. Yeah. Let's have to admit it. Yeah, it well, so there's two situations. In terms of the last week, because I'm on low calories, 
it is it can be tough sometimes because I get in the gym and I'm like oh I'm so tired I need to and then I have to have like maybe a bit of caffeine or and but then once I'm warmed up I'm ready to go but in terms of like fight night and um, turning the switch I think I'm I'm quite naturally gifted I'm a good competitor I've been competing in various sports from from when I was younger so as soon as I know it's go time I like have a switch and I have certain mantras and it will make me just fired up and go although in, in previous, um, some previous bouts it has been my downfall that, because they say there's like an inverted G theory about arousal, it's like you can either be over aroused or under aroused, so. This is, we yeah. just got to be clear on the type of arousal, yeah. so it's an inverted U, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so talk, so how does that work? Yeah, so it's like a, this is from sports psychology, so if you, you can psych yourself out or you can be under psyched, so uh, again a good coach told me he was a, uh, he was Jamaican, he said his mum had a Jamaican pot. It's either sometimes it can be too spicy or there's not enough spice. You need the right enough, right amount of spice. If it's too spicy and you go over, then you can freak yourself out, you can psych yourself out and you get start worrying um, and you underperform. Or if you're not fired up enough, some people will go in the fight and they'll be like, oh yeah, not fired up enough, I'm too relaxed and then the guy comes out pacing it fast and then you're like, whoa, what's going on here? So you need that right amount of arousal. Um, and I think some of my losses, some of my losses, well, I, knew, I know at least one in particular is from when I, I went in under, under aroused and I was like, oh, this guy's got nothing for me. I'm just gonna go in there and blast it. And then the first round he come out strong and I was like, whoa, and now I'm backtracking. So I need to keep it up. But then previously when I used to kickbox, I was quite uh, known for like pacing up and down the mats and like, I'd almost hit myself sometimes and be like fired up. But then sometimes it lead me to fatigue a little, a little bit easier because my mind was racing. So I think yeah, arousal is something that I've learned to cope with over the years. Um, but it's still it's still quite tough to. I, I do have certain things that will help me of like like visualizing breathing techniques and making sure I'm fired up or or not too fired up. But it's still something that you need to perfect leading up to competition for sure. What are these breathing techniques you're talking about? Because we we spoke before yeah. about Wim Hof um, and my last podcast guest was a guy called Richie Bostock. He's, nice. the, he's the breath guy on um, Instagram and he's a, like a student of Wim Hof and yeah. he, did, he took me through some of these yeah, breathing yeah. techniques that yeah. Wim Hof does. Um, and they're amazing. In, term, like, in kind of 10 minutes to turn yourself around from being this kind of, you can be all over the shop, you can yeah. be a bit feeling down, feeling kind of yeah. a bit manic and it just so calming yeah, yeah. it's ama amazing for me so I'm brand new to it but is it that kind of thing yeah well I do I, I do practice Wim Hof techniques actually and I also do the cold showers that he likes I was doing it for a, a long long time when I, I read about it probably two years ago and I was just fascinated with the guy so I was doing some of the stuff but the broom techniques are like sort out my arousal will be more just like Concentrate on my breathing. I'm getting comfortable with the word arousal. Yeah, yeah, This is a sports psychology terminology. Yeah, yeah. I'll call it that. getting fired up. Let me yeah, see. Fired up. Yeah, fired yeah, up. Not arousal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just a term. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's just a sports psychology. <laughs> yeah. That's what I tell my missus. It's just a sports psychology. But that's what you mean. It's getting fired up, isn't it? Babe, I'm getting fired up. I'm not. You're not making me aroused. Sorry, so getting fired. Yeah, no. Yeah, so I would, boring. if I was, um, if I'd be getting panicked, I'd just make sure that I'm concentrating my breathing, breathing in and out, and, and just slowing my heart rate, and uh, being sort of mindful of my own body. 
so we call it a body scan. I'll, I'll, I'll think of how I feel from my head to my toes, and it will. I think uh, yogis do this as well, just before they're they're doing yoga. So it really makes you in touch with your your body, and it's just like a meditation technique to sort of calm you down, essentially. But the Wim Hof technique, yeah, that's something else. That's um, I, I use this sometimes if I'm like in between sessions, if I'm feeling fatigued and drowned um, and drained. I'd be like, oh, let me let me hit a Wim Hof technique, and I'll and it will it will change my the way that Wim Hof change your physiology. Yeah, I was listening like, to yeah, him earlier. He's he's a crazy uh, man. But he's brilliant. Uh, I was so a, good to listen to, but just to talk about all kinds of things. It's not yeah. just this breathing thing. It makes you think about yeah. the way you approach all your problems. And yeah, and floating that float. So the 30, 30 breaths to um, the thirty inhales, and then you hold it for two minutes. That one. I was uh, funny enough. I used to, have you seen um, these people? that do balloons at parties they do like the, the oh hip, what do they call it uh, uh, hip, hippie crack is yeah hippie one? crack yeah yeah, yeah. So it's, um what is it it's, uh, it's uh, nitrous oxide yeah, that's it yeah gas. so i had a go it's probably yeah like probably like eight months ago and i was having a go on this nitrous oxide and it's a weird feeling it's like this buzzy feeling but as soon as it hit me and i was like whoa what the bloody hell is this i was like all i could think of was wim hof because i was thinking of the 30 to 2 and i was like this is like a it's a weird floating feeling but um wim hof's like the natural way of doing it where people are using this like hippie crack to get there all they have to really do is uh, do the wim hof technique and you're getting this like where your hands and your, your fingers are going tingly and you feel like you're floating this it's quite a it's quite an addictive feeling to be fair and uh, yeah same thing when you come out of a cold shower you hit the cold shower and then you come out and you feel like you're floating and it's like whoa what is this because it's that initial um embracing your inner bitch as joe rogan would yeah. say when, it, when you're you've got that inner bitch you're like no oh, fuck this i'm not getting in the cold shower or even you're doing the wim hof like after you do it a few times you get to like 23 breaths or something and you're like oh i don't know if i want to keep doing these last six breaths and you want to like suck it in because you know what's going to happen and then you start floating and it's like whoa this is an, it's quite an addictive uh, feeling for sure and I, I was amazed how um how long i could hold my breath for yeah as well i did i didn't i didn't know that was possible yeah, i thought yeah. you had to be some sort of amazing yeah. diver yeah, yeah to yeah. do that and how peaceful you are yeah yeah because you're lying there and you've not breathe for like a minute yeah, yeah. And you feel great yeah i think it's it is super addictive and yeah it is uh, yeah the problem with it in, in a way is, is it sounds too simple sounds too easy yeah i was trying to i was uh speaking because um i tried to get my, my missus to it sometimes she get um like if she has a cold or something and i was i remember i've been trying to say it to some of the family sometimes like you got cold you should try the wim hof technique and they're like Oh yeah, oh you just breathe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah, you just breathe, and it's gonna help you cold. And I, mate, you gotta read this swim or something. You say it to people, they'll be like, "This guy's trying to rip me off. He's like trying to sell me something. They think it's like a herbal life or something like that." And you're like, "No, this is legit. This is a legit breathing technique, and it can, like that Wim Hof got rid of a. I think they injected him with a uh, a common virus, and he got rid of it within. Uh, oh yeah, that's it. They injected him with 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 a load of bacteria didn't they yeah. and he just fought it off yeah and he's done all these amazing under the eye stuff yeah. and oh it's amazing so you can't really laugh it off no. and now and okay people say oh he's some sort of freak but there's definitely something in it no there is for sure yeah as i said I've, i play with it to be honest i should probably now, now you've reminded me of it I'll, I'll get back to doing it because sometimes 
I was doing it a lot and then I fell off of it and now I'm, yeah it's a very good technique for sure this guy you should have a listen to him Richie Bostock because um, he's a martial artist as well so he's coming out from that point of view uh-huh. so he did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for years and so he brings like that aspect into it as well uh-huh. um, and I'd been I'd, I'd tried um, the Wim Hof thing before but he, he showed me and says like I wasn't filling my belly with air mm. and stuff there's always yeah. you know it's like anything you learn off the internet yeah, there's yeah. always yeah, there's yeah. always helps as someone yeah breathing don't give you a pointer yeah. pointer if he's a martial artist I can understand it because like, some uh, karate guys will speak about like why they ki it's um people look at people like karate guys shouting and they'll be like what the fuck are they doing what, <laughs> then, oh, yeah, yeah they're like, yeah. but there's something to this as well is like um your body will express more power it's like if you watch a powerlifter or someone lift they're grunting they're like ah, and they get it out and it's like it's the engagement of the different nervous systems so if you're like um you can ignite your i think it's your parasympathetic i think by uh, making sure that you're screaming or uh, like this is if you want to really put power in stuff you'll hear ah, and and that will and um, make you breathe like more deeply through your, your belly as well so you've got calm breaths and then so i've used this as well in like in sparring sometimes i'll work on just nice easy breaths when i'm like sort of flowing and if i want to hit a power shot i'll be like and i'll hit a nice hard um breath so this doesn't do this with martial arts so it's interesting that he was a martial artist as well because i, I feel that would help with the breathing for sure they definitely because i was imagining you know like if you're getting choked yeah, MMA, Jiu Jitsu, whatever, you can, people can do it, they hold their breath and buy themselves time. Yeah, Whereas yeah. if you're new to it, you're just, as soon as you can't breathe, you'll panic. Yeah, yeah. But knowing just how long you can hold your breath, yeah. so it does make, it makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's the confidence, isn't it? Just knowing that your body's got enough oxygen in it for ages, yeah. you know, and you can be underwater or be, being choked or whatever it is, and you'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. yeah so it's comf- a lot of, um, once you know that you can do it, it's like the, the person that run the, the first five minute mile once once people knew that it was done everyone four started cracking four minute mile yeah, so, yeah. yeah people started cracking it yeah and it's straight away so the human body is it's it's wonderful isn't it as soon as you know you can do something it's like oh shit i can do that and then there's more developments on it so yeah i think there's definitely because you hear all these people that can hold chokes for oh yeah it's hard to choke out but they've clocked something somehow the first so, time i did it it was with i think it was with lonnie yeah it was with lonnie in the gym i got got him to choke and I didn't, and I thought I didn't have the choke properly, yeah. and let it go. And then realised that he just shut down and was holding his breath yeah. and waiting until I gave up on it. So if you can, yeah, if you have the confidence to do yeah. that, and then because you've always got time to think of something else, you yeah. know, find some other way out, yeah, as long yeah. as you're not panicking like that. Yeah, some of these uh, high-level jiu-jitsu guys know know exactly how to do that. So there's definitely something to that for sure. Talking of high levels, how you see guys in MMA? I'm not picking my nails out. I got a tiny splinter from, oh, yeah, yeah, from yeah. a cactus, and I was thinking that's got to be like the most wimpy, small amount of pain to compare with. But some of the things you see people in MMA put up with, sticking out bones, and they just kind of poke them back in and get on with it. Do you kind of think about? Have you you haven't had anything that bad happen to you in a fight, have you? Yet? Um, no, in a fight, touch wood, no. I've sort of like inspiring I've dislocated my the, the probably most shocking thing is I've dislocated one of my toes and uh, I don't know if you've seen John Jones when he fought um, his was broken mine could, oh, could still be broken oh yeah. I saw, remember it was a Charles yeah, Simon yeah. fight it was yeah, one yeah, of the most yeah. disgusting Where things looking the other way so that happened to my little toe it was like I, I went for a front kick and the guy blocked it with his elbow and I felt like oh that seems weird I carried on spine for like 20 seconds looked down there and it was pointing the other way 
and that was the most like peculiar thing and then uh, yeah my coach just put it back into place um, so I was quite lucky it was only a dislocation well we believe it still could be broke but yeah I'm quite lucky but adrenaline is just such a great painkiller it's like and when you're in the moment like a lot of things I think you're speaking about you broken your leg and you was like or you was under the influence when you say yeah I've talked I've talked about this injury before yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no there's yeah. no secrets but yeah it could be uh, adrenaline or it could be that you, your mind was elsewhere it's the, the pain receptors essentially if the adrenaline's taken over or whether it's an alcoholic beverage taking your pain receptors I think the body can adapt and uh, yeah so, but you see some people, yeah, they're dis the, the funniest one I've seen is, uh, I think it was in a Russian promotion, this guy dislocated his shoulder and the opponent saw that it was dislocated and didn't want the fight to go on. And he said to the ref, no, wait. And he grabbed his hand and put his shoulder back in and they carried on fighting. That was a great... So his opponent... Yeah, his helped. opponent helped him out. Yeah, and they carried on fighting. I was like, oh, that's nice. great. That's yeah. Yeah, because he didn't want to win by like a dislocated injury, so he popped it back in, and then it was like, oh yeah, they'll carry on fighting. So. It says a lot about the sport, doesn't yeah. it? But I think you do, you, but you do get that respect for someone, don't yeah. you? If you, have you ever had any bad blood like after your fights or you um, been? After no, not after my fight actually. After any of my fights, I haven't had anyone that I've seen a few opponents after, and you can tell they're still like sort of pissed off that I've beaten them. But there's no one that's sort of had like. They, they want, yeah, they've got like a, a particular thing, but no, it's just competition. Before a fight, I've heard a, I have a lot, but after a fight, I think it's there is a respect because you need a partner to dance with, essentially. So, it's, just, yeah. yeah, yeah, do you, um, but do you, do you use, do you look at them and try and get yourself motivated by disliking them or? Um, depends, it, is, it varies from fight to fight, to be fair. Um, some guys are watch. If I don't like certain things that they do, then I'll just instantly not like them. But you try. But what I'm saying yeah. is, you try and do that. Does that yeah. help you? Do you think? Do you, do you try and like no. demonise them with like um? Not I'm really. thinking of Rocky with Ivan yeah, Drago yeah, yeah. for some reason. Yeah, not really. No. Uh, actually, to be fair though, yeah. Some, some If I look at them, if like it, I would compare it to training. If I like some people come in cocky and then they'll like stroll about the training hall and I'll be like oh this guy's a cock I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt him <laughs> so if I get this with my opponent it makes me more aggressive towards him for sure so there's some people that will walk about and I'll be like ah oh, he'll do a certain thing and I'll, I'll just want to smash him so yeah I think yeah maybe we, I don't intentionally do it but my mind will like the competitor in me will be like yeah I want to smash this guy now so yeah, because going back to the niceness thing, you need yes, it's a yes, it's a sport, and you're kind of professionals doing doing what you need to do. But you do need that element of yeah. meanness. You need that mean streak, don't you? Yeah, you definitely need aggression in 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 this sport, and and a lot of sports. To be fair, um, I think like rugby, football. There's like aggressive players that do particularly well because um, of their, their use of aggression it's like an in intimidation factor you, d you don't want to go near them because they're like well these seem a bit aggressive and uh, yeah I think it's, yeah, especially in MMA if you see an aggressive fight yeah, some people will like psych themselves out before they get in there like well this guy's scary but if, you, if someone was to fight Palharis <laughs> the aggressive leg locker <laughs> there you can see him there oh, Isma Palharis he's yeah. the guy who would get people yeah, leg locks and, people's legs. and not let go yeah yeah if you think about wanting to fight him you're like whoa this is scary so I think that tactic definitely works for I think this is what McGregor done a lot, a lot of the time he'd like psych people out by being like aggressive shouting in their face and, and and being making them pissed off and then they'd be psyched out before they get into the fight 
So. so at your level, so fairly new to Bellator, this will be your third fight. Yeah. Do you, do they get you involved in any of that stuff, or you kind of was that later on when you kind yeah, of get um, towards headlining? You? Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't really had any um, for this fight. I haven't had any meetings with my opponent uh, on previous fights. Like I remember my fight in Dubai on on Phoenix and. Um, some other fights I've had in that, like you said, maybe we got to have a bit of banter before, but it was just like just before. So I'm not super experienced in that the the media build up, but I'm quite excited to to have that stuff because I, I was always known at, when I was younger to like be the guy that would banter everyone. So I'd always be the piss taker. So if, if there's like a group of group of boys or someone I'd always be ripping people so I think I'm quite well trained in like because <laughs> you, you weren't really a fighter when you were little where you said you didn't get into me nah it was more yeah when I was little I was I was I used to have like a bit of banter and stuff like that but I was to be honest I was one of the weaker ones in in school uh, and then people found out that I'd done kickboxing like around mid-teenagers and people didn't really want to like fight me so I was quite lucky in that I didn't have a lot of a lot of fights um, where some people where I grew up were like always fighting so yeah and also I think that yeah I used to banter people it was never like malicious but I would, I, I would piss people off sometimes but it was normally just like banter I think I got quite a good uh, like taking the piss out of people and like if it got too much I could like pull away but depends if I liked him or not <laughs> so if you, have a few, if you have a few more decent fights in Bellator you could be at that the sort of level where you're you know involved in the, head, the main card and yeah, yeah. kind of they might need, might get a bit of that. Yeah, yeah, a bit of build up. Yeah, why not? Be nice. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Because yeah. you're 26 now, are you? Yeah, 27. 27 I've had a birthday. Yeah, yeah, 27. Yeah. And you're quite you're ambitious, but you're taking your time, right? So you're yeah. you're not kind of thinking you want world title next year, but yeah, within two years, I would like it. So yeah, it's not like. I don't want to, just because I've just signed with them, I've heard a lot of people, they're like just signing and they're calling out, saying like, we want to do this, we want to do that. So yeah, within two years, I think that's a good scope. 27, this is like, I think this is the peak sort of age for MMA fighters around late 20s to sort of early 30s. So I'm, 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 I'm coming into my peak with, with, um, with, in terms of MMA. So I'd like to hit that title within, within the peak. So I think within two years, if I have the right fights, um, and prepare myself correctly I could definitely f be fighting for the title um, but not like next year no or like this year I wouldn't want to do I wouldn't want to jump into a big fight too early because I'm sort of I'm still in my learning phase with with um, learning phase in certain arts so what do you feel is weaker, weaker at the moment um, should, should we're not supposed to say yeah no I d yeah I, d I, well, I definitely know my striking is my best my best thing because I've been doing that the longest and then yeah, my jiu-jitsu's got a lot better. My wrestling's got a lot better. I'd say I, I still need to get my wrestling and jiu-jitsu to a level to compete with like the highest level guys. So the guys that I'm competing at at, at the minute, I, I can definitely, I can even like be aggressive in my jiu-jitsu and, and attacking wise. But if I was to come up to like a like a all-American wrestler or, or someone that's really skilled in jiu-jitsu, I'll be able to defend against them. But in terms of me switching switching on them and, and being the attacker, um, I'd have to just defend and, and try strike them. So I think, yeah, my, my uh, wrestling and jiu-jitsu is still something that I have to work on. But I don't know if I'll ever get to the level of my striking. But this is this is what's so fun about the sport. It's that constant. There's constant. so much to it. Yeah. Do you um do you train in the gi? 
No, really? no. I'd, I got my blue belt, like, how long is it now? Five years ago. And then I recently, um, there's a guy in Richmond, Carlos, he gave me my blue belt. We was uh, doing a bit of gi. But it's just, I'd like to do it. I'd like to have the belts because eventually I want to retire and have like a, like a, my own academy. So having a black belt, people will look at it and be like, oh, he's a black belt. They'll, they'll take, um, they'll respect me more for being a black belt. But in terms of MMA, I don't think it helps. Um, now, or wearing the gi, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I don't think it does. Um, there is an argument for this. People say it tightens up your game. It, there's various other things. And maybe because I've gotten a blue belt, I've sort of disregarded that. But I believe just doing no gi is just much more beneficial. Like if someone tries to play spider guard with me or they're going Delaheva on me and I have to work out of that. And so, but at the same time, yeah, gi, it's, it's hard. I don't know if it definitely helps. I know we asked Gary Tonin when he done the seminar if he does any, and he's like, no, he doesn't do any gi anymore either. And, and that sort of made me think, yeah, gi doesn't help with MMA that much. But the other argument that someone else was saying was, um, you know, like football, if the Brazilian footballers, they used to play a thing, I think it was called foosball. It was like a small football, and they would like kick the football around, and it was like two-touch football. But um, this is this could be explained sometimes to why they're um, they're so skillful on the ball. And um, I think the, the talent code was uh, saying about this. Um, so I sort of compared that to gi jiu-jitsu sometimes. Um, and I was like, yeah, gi can slow it down and, and stuff like that. But at the same time, I don't, yeah, I don't like the idea of people get having the wrong grips and playing games that essentially will have no resemblance to no gi or MMA. So yeah, I stick to no gi now, just because there's limited time. I think the time I spent doing gi, I can wrestle or I can improve my striking. But it's a fun game. I do. I really like gi. Though. It's a shame because it is a fun game. But, it's really uh, fun, but some of the stuff. It depends who you're. I mean, I, I'm one of these people who I just roll more or less the same whether I'm wearing yeah, yeah. one or not. You just happen to be wearing a gi. But yeah. some people, it's their whole game. Yeah. And yeah. They're doing yeah. all this. Yeah, that's grippy, the annoying. Grippy stuff. Yeah. And, and I can see. You know, it's useful and annoying. Yeah. 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 Gordon Ryan had that problem because he's an elite nogi grappler. Hmm. And he went. He was trying to do gi, and he was like, "Yeah, it's just so annoying because of the what's yeah, people are just grabbing him and stuff like that." So, yeah, it is fun game though. When I retire, I'll be doing a lot of gi. It'll be like because, again, I think there's there's a slight reduced risk of getting injured, although your fingers do get busted up. Yeah, it's a bit slower. Mm. So there's a slight reduced chance of getting injured doing gi. Um, and it's quite fun, then there's a lot more to learn. So you're constantly, not that I've ever, not I've got to the point where no gi is, there's not a lot to learn, but um, I suppose I'll be reaching the peak of like, eventually I'll get to the peak where like, there's not gonna be as much to learn as within the gi. And then I'll have to learn all the other spider guards and the lassos and the, I'll twist you around here. And all stuff that like stuff. There, yeah. I'm telling, I must admit, I, f I find my, myself glazing over a bit during those doing those yeah. bits because I kind of I do sort of think yeah, a, I shouldn't say this but yeah it's a martial art and it seems to have gone t when it's too grippy it yeah. seems to have gone too far down a, yeah. a road I don't, I don't know, yeah. understand but maybe that's just me being yeah, another blue belt I don't think it's necessarily self-defense either yeah. yeah but there's certain I think the direct and like, like brutal stuff is the stuff that you want 
um, in terms of self-defense. But yeah, when you see people like spinning on the floor and stuff, that's when it becomes the sport. So yeah, I can see why some people would be like, oh, I don't really want to learn this. So. Yeah, I think if you're choosing to put yourself on the floor upside down, I don't know, it's, it, does, it seems to have gone quite far away from a yeah. fighting art for me, but yeah. we'll yeah. get in trouble, get our, our stripes taken away yeah. for saying that. Yeah, I suppose the argument against that is leg locks, but at the same time, it's, yeah. Even set up with my leg in plaster, even saying leg locks at the moment, it's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a little, bit, a little, little yeah. tweak in there. When, you, when you've got a fight coming up, do you um, have to teach less or do you? Yeah, so I try to reduce the amount of like PTs I do. Um, at my academy, at the minute, it's um, I'm heading it up and I've employed like a instructor, Claire, and I've got a few other people helping me out. So they do help me out, but um, at my academy, I'm still teaching. So this is the kids? Yeah, the kids and, and the Alfred adults. Alfred Davis Kickboxing. Yeah, Alfred Davis around. Kickboxing yeah. in uh, Putney, London. So I've, it's been running around, I think it's like a year and a half now, so I've had it. So um, I haven't got to the chance, I haven't got to the, the the point where I've built up enough instructors to sort of help me take the classes full time. Although when I'm fighting, like the fight fight week, I'll, uh, I'll give all my classes away. Um, but yeah, I'm still teaching leading up to fights. But it's not too, it's not, it's only like, I think it's eight hours a week. It's not like a, a silly amount of hours teaching. Um, but it's just the PTs and, and other stuff can be, uh, it's quite hard managing yourself as a fighter and also uh, trying to earn money at the same time because um, now I'm starting to earn okay money from Bellator but before it's like if you're you're juggling two jobs essentially because you've got I was being a PT I was um, teaching classes and then also I was training full-time so it's it, it's finding it's finding the balance between them because I could get more PTs and earn more money, and it's great. It's like, oh yeah, it's more money. But then I'll go into training tired, or I'll, I won't, I'll miss a whole session. I'll be doing like two hours of PT, I could miss a whole session. So it's finding the balance between having money and yeah, training, so it's, it's quite tough. That's so bringing so enough time to put the hours in, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you're the Jimmy Fighters or the London Shoot Fighters, right? Do you have like a dedicated coach there? Or? Yeah, we have two coaches. We have um, Paul and Alexis. So they've been um, instrumental in MMA in the UK because for years now they they were one of the I think Shoot was the first MMA gym to open in the UK, uh, and they've been running over twenty years. Um, so yeah, these guys, yeah, they're sort of wizards in, in MMA. Um, yeah, you could ask them a question and be like, yeah, you got to do this, you got to do that. And uh, so, yeah, they're head coaches and, yeah, they're very good at their job. And do they take it, do they look up into your nutrition as well? Or do you have to do that for yourself? Well, yeah, they, they give some advice, but I've also had um, like specific nutritionists before. Um, I've I, I researched a lot of it myself as well because um, I've done a sports science degree, so I sort of knew, knew about um, nutrition from that. Um, and also, yeah, researching it myself, but also I've had a, uh, a nutritionist before, um, like give me a plan and speak to me about like what, what would be best. So I, I use the same similar plans to that and, and the research. Um, but yeah, no, there's, there's particularly just combat, combat um, coaches. So are you, are you good once the fight's over as well? Or do you still look after yourself? Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, is, uh, this is tough. Um, yes, yeah, so, 
in, in short answer, so it's probably no. no. I think I've got a no. I'm yeah, hearing a no. Yeah, it's probably a no, yeah. Well, honest, Ricky Hatton levels. Yeah, example. Ricky Fatton, yeah. Is it? Yeah, no, nah, I don't know, maybe, maybe. It's all, I've never seen you kind of waddle in. No, I've never been... Uh, at the gym, I'll get taken the fist out of being like chubby, but I've never been like overweight. If you look at me as a normal person, you wouldn't look at me and be like, Oh, that guy's like a he's he's fat. No, you look uh, well. You yeah, look healthy, yeah. like you maybe. Yeah, in a t-shirt I'll look good, and like I'll be probably like, yeah, in a t-shirt I'll look good. I'll go up. The most I'll go up to is probably like 17 percent body fat. Probably we're assuming like body fat, but at the same time I probably shouldn't blow up as much as I do sometimes. But it's tough. It's like bodybuilders do the same thing. It's like once you're mentally you're preparing you've got 10 weeks or eight weeks of dieting you're literally not allowed to eat a lot of stuff and you're feeling drained and then after you've hit that that fight you're like oh relief and then you can binge out so i think i'm getting better at it, but i'm still nah, i'm still a bit of a binger to be honest with you, you would know? you ever be tempted to go up a weight category or yeah you? i think eventually i will have to um i, I quite like i quite like the idea of um fighting in two weight classes anyway um, but I think eventually as I get older and also um, I've been doing a lot of strength training the last sort of three four years and I think just my physically I'm getting bigger so it's getting harder to weight them make the weight like my, my water cut is getting more um, I'm becoming more rounded like uh, my shoulders are getting bigger and my legs are getting bigger so I think it, it will get tougher to make make the weight class so it's uh, light for your frame is what's it 11 stone it's quite yeah, lightweight. Yeah, 70.8 70. kilos I've got all in, so it's a tough cut for me. What are you yeah. now, right now? 12 I'm about, yeah, I'm about 78 kilos. Okay. So, yeah, 78, 77 and a half. So I'll have to lose like a kilo this week, get to like 76 and a half, and then I'll go through the process of water loading, low carb um, diet, low fiber diet, and that will bring me down to about 75 kilos. And then I've got a pound allowance, so I'll have to. I have to do like 4.2 kilos in uh, via water. Yeah, that's the so horrible. That's part. the horrible. Yeah, you talked about yeah. a lot of it, draining yourself out, yeah. hot bath, sitting yeah. towels, suffer, suffer. Yeah, yeah. That's that might be when a bit of Wim Hof comes in. Yeah, because you must be going, you must be going a bit crazy. It must test you psychologically, yeah. does it? Yeah, 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 might, yeah. Maybe I'll play with that. You're not meant to do Wim Hof in a in the oh, bath. Oh, not right? actually. Yeah. In the bath. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to pass out. No, yeah. I'm already close to passing yeah, out. I'm doing Wim Hof. Don't do it in the bath. Don't yeah, do it in yeah, the yeah. bath. Whatever you do. I, I listened back to our podcast from before, and you're talking about teaching kids. It essentially sounded like wax on, wax off kind of thing. But you used this uh, probably sports psychology word for the way of tricking them into getting to do repetitions. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you remember what it was? You were like saying um, disguised repetition. Oh yeah, disguised repetition. Yeah. I was thinking about that because my kids do jujitsu and they're and they and they're always being all the games are sort of tricking them into yeah yeah doing just doing the same stuff yeah you just got to sell it oh yeah can we play yeah, yeah. whatever daft game in it so each one's a trick of a different yeah, yeah. skill they're working oh, we're on we're doing this they compare it yeah oh we're doing this oh, dragon brilliant. stuff now yeah <laughs> no you're doing a roundhouse kick <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but even adults work like this as well you can make everything a game it's like it's a target isn't it I think it's just out out we always human people just want to get better so i think it's yeah game but yeah, most of them are if you think of like an exercise bike that's got some screen of you're cycling through a forest or something that's that's the same thing isn't it yeah, that's yeah. making it fun yeah for a grown-up yeah 
I suppose like, they were no different to kids yeah, really in that way. Yeah, maybe time something like how many how many press ups can you do in two minutes? And you're like, oh, this time I've done fifty. Or last time I've done forty eight. You're getting better. So I think it's like you can make everything a game. It's like yeah, tricking yourself to repeating and uh, yeah. So. I think it's pretty much the trick to anything in life, isn't it? To make it fun. Yeah. And it'll be all right. Yeah, make yeah. It fun. Well, it's why it's why when you do something like jujitsu, you, you can get fit without thinking about it yeah. because you just find something you really like doing yeah but like that michael mosley guy um talking about fasting he was saying how he has to force himself to do this exercise yeah, yeah. and i said yeah but i like it and he's going oh, well that's good but i don't and most yeah. people don't yeah so I, he, I listen to that podcast yeah that was the only bit where i mean i think what he says about eating is amazing he knows as much as anyone about this topic yeah but yeah, I, I kind of hadn't figured that he's just saying that he's accepted it. There are some people who don't like it. Mm. And he's decided, to, he's basically making himself do it to live longer. Yeah. I think that's good. It's better, better to do it than not do it. But the yeah. idea that you'd have to do it every day and hate it, I find strange. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I didn't quite get that. I don't know if he was saying it just to uh, sort of help people out there that do hate it and say like yeah I, still I think do he gen- I think he gen- genuinely doesn't like it he's not yeah. like a he hasn't found a sport he likes yeah. he's not I don't think he ever liked sport when he was younger so he forces himself yeah. to cycle I mean you've got to I suppose good on him for doing that because you're forcing yourself to exercise when it's not really your yeah, yeah, I suppose, yeah, no, yeah. But for most people, I thought you could find a sport you'd like, you know. Yeah, a sport or some sort of activity. Walking, but, no. nice walk in the country, listening yeah. to an audio book, I don't know. Yeah. Everyone can find something, but, but yeah, if you find something yeah. you genuinely enjoy like this, it's yeah, cool. Yeah, it seems weird to me, but I suppose I'm a professional athlete and you're really into things. It's like some people probably do some stuff and be like, oh, that's horrible, I want to do that. And he must love it. I suppose one man's pleasure is another man's poison. Yeah. Is, isn't it? Well, being laid up like this, you do make the good thing about it. You got to take the positive out of it. You yeah. you appreciate just little things like walking and popping out. Yeah. You know, yeah. and training for definite. Yeah. Yeah, I think. I remember when I injured myself, my mind was going crazy. It was like, yeah, just mentally, not not getting in the gym and like expending energy can be. It can make you maybe grouchy and like, oh yeah. yeah yeah it's a tough yeah you've got to it's, you've got to get your way through it by thinking and thinking about you know getting out basically yeah, yeah. yeah and like getting better yeah. and but then I suppose there's opportunity to do other stuff like catching up with work and yeah I've had a lot of work to do my guitar is getting pretty good oh yeah nice yeah I'm stretching a lot as well because the neglected area because uh-huh. the, the one thing I can do now can is, stretch, is, is stretch a lot so yeah. I figure when I come back read more read more books yeah and you can do upper body can't you and you've yeah, been, been doing, doing press-ups I've been doing, yeah. yeah I have I've been yeah, doing yeah, a reasonable amount yeah, yeah yeah so yeah injure one thing you just work on the others so, yeah, yeah. exactly it's brilliant to have you on again so your your kids kickboxing is Alfie Davis kickbo- kickboxing excuse me Alfie Davis kickboxing on Insta your Alfie R Davis on Insta your gym on the shout out to him London shoot yeah, fighters yeah London shoot fighters yeah is it London Shoot East or are they different? London? No, no, they're, they're, they're the same oh, brand. Yeah, I've before and I got yeah, confused they're the then. same brand. They're just um, the Shoot Fighters is in West London. And you're fighting Bellator a week on Saturday? Yeah, Bellator is at uh, SSC Arena in Wembley. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Amazing. We're all watching your career with um, great pride and I hope you're going to go all the way. Yeah, it's great to have you again. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Thanks, man. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.
Thank you again to Alfie. Find out more about Alfie at Alfie R. Davis. Alfie R. Davis on Instagram. His kids kickboxing academy in Putney is Alfie Davis kickboxing Instagram. Healthy Beast is at Healthy Beast Podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Bye.